Hey there, everyone. I'm Abby. And I'm Alyssa, and we are the co-founders of Down With. We are so excited to be here today with you all. We are going to dive right in and tell you a little bit about our company, Down With, and what we're all about. Yes. Collaborating with Sarah and Step Back and Receive is going to be awesome. So we created Down With because, well, quite frankly, we were pissed off. We kept encountering brands that claimed inclusivity, access, and diversity, but in reality, they were exclusive and entitled communities. So therefore, as a solution, Downwith commits to creating a space that hosts not only equality and inclusivity, but also empowering the community by breaking the barriers of not having enough access to achieve the goals we desire. As co-founders, we are all on the same page and both are completely self-made with a passion to create equal access for all. But Alyssa, specifically, is a self-made, self-funded woman of color and a project manager by day and a strategic go-getter of the community. And Abby is a talented hairstylist by day and an effective engager of the community. Together, we want to rewrite the rules alongside our united front. Downwith's key pillars are inclusion, equity, access, information, and connection. Yes, we are working to create an open space where access is open to all who seek it. The rules are waiting to be rewritten and together as a community, we will work together to pave the way. So let's break the barriers in class and status for a more equitable and accessible world. We are so excited to be on this journey with our team of reformers. Check us out and join in on this journey by following us at down underscore underscore with on Instagram, as well as our website down hyphen with.com for our upcoming events and collaborations. Hey, down with friends. What's up? Hope everyone's had a great week so far and um, is not having any of the scary Sundays today and is just looking forward to tomorrow and the season of fall. Um, sorry, I've been a bit MIA. I've been out of town traveling with my family very safely though. Um, and I just got back yesterday and had to finish writing this episode. Um, so today's episode is actually like something that I'm very passionate about and I love to talk about it. So it's called um, Down With Budgeting and Personal Finance. Um, so before I get started on this episode, um, I just have to talk about the season of fall because it's it's such a... I just love the energy of fall. Fall has like a very clear, strong energy and I think... Um, it has like a symbolic meaning behind, uh, you know, when the leaves are like falling off the ground, you can associate that with like layers that you yourself are shedding and things and people that you will be letting go of um, and clearing out that toxic and negative energy and getting super clear about your goals, you know, or recharging yourself and your energy for the new year. Uh, so this is just like why I love the fall energy and I hope you guys can like feel it as I'm like talking about it um, and I'm getting you all excited and pumped up which is my personal goal but um yeah I just want to say that not now like a lot has happened this year and I mean each day goes by and you hear something on the news that's like very negative um and you know like about how the world is being affected and you know people are dying and during times like these where you don't 
know like what's going to happen to you tomorrow and I mean first it started with COVID and, and the impact of the pandemic was significant you know and I mean people are still being affected people lost their jobs they ran out of money and now you hear about these wildfires on the west coast and people are being affected again and they're losing their homes and their health is declining and you may wonder like gosh when will we get a break when will this all end well the bad news is I can't see the future or tell you with um, you know certainty that everything tomorrow will be all smiles and rainbows because I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow it's out of my control but what I can say to you is that you yourself are in control of you and so it's really really important at, during this time to sit down and get clear about the things that you want in your life and how you want to shape your future and how how you are going to get there you know make a list of goals and get aligned with them you my friends are in control of you so going off into the episode with being in control of you comes with the responsibility of being in control of your a round of applause please money moolah you being in control of you and your money so let me start off by saying that I work in finance and I'm working with numbers and dollars all day long so I love talking about money but in like a good way I'm not sitting there and you know bragging about like how much money I make or you know I bought this like Gucci bag the other day by the way I did not buy a Gucci bag um, I actually don't even own anything Gucci um, and I like brand names but I'm simply one of those people that is not gonna go um, you know to Versace tomorrow or Louis Vuitton and come back with like a new a new bag or new pair of shoes you know like I don't see the value of putting my money there and I I can't even afford it <laughs> and I don't even want to afford it you know I would rather put that in like an experience like I would rather spend a thousand dollars traveling to a country and you know sightseeing versus like buying a Gucci bag but I'm getting off tangent here so let me go back um, I, so I'm still like even though I like work with money and dollars and I just like love numbers and stuff like I'm still learning how to be good with my own money and let me remind you like I'm only 27 so I've definitely made a fair share of mistakes in my early 20s um, when it comes to money and you know still from time to time I still do but I've gotten a lot and I mean a lot better at managing my own money and it it took you know a couple months um, and the help of a friend uh, and my family who motivated me to to do this do this for myself you know in my future because I, I you know, one of the things, and I'm, I'm going off tangent here, but from my personal experience is like, I'm single and I always told myself, like, I can never date a guy who is in debt 
or date somebody when I know I'm in debt like that is like super freaky to me and I just like can't talk about money in a relationship and I think that goes from like my past relationship but like I want to have like no baggage I don't want any debt I want you know a clean streak I just maybe like school loans or like a car loan is like okay but like I don't want to get into a long-term relationship with somebody when I have all this like debt you know like this credit card debt and I have crazy spending habits like no 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 like that is not something that I want because I don't want to talk about it with that person if that makes sense like I don't want to have that discussion in a a relationship when we're getting serious and we're you know talking about our finances and I'm like sweetheart I have like 50k in credit card debt and he's like what like where's the door and he's running out the door no he's sitting there as like asking me why the hell do you have 50k debt like what did you spend it on and I don't have a clear answer for that yeah I don't want to be in that situation and by the way I don't have 50k in credit card debt I was just making an example but you get the point like I do not want to be in a relationship with a man that I see a potential future with knowing that oh shit I have all this debt and I'm gonna put that shit on him like I'm sitting here and I'm owning owning my debt and I'm taking responsibility for the fact that this is my money and money that I've spent and money that I owe and I should not have to put that responsibility on somebody else so clap your hands for me I'm gonna be debt free before I'm gonna get into a relationship and that is very soon by the way so (laughs) let me get back to uh, our episode on budgeting and personal finance but what I want to say is like I'm still learning how to be good with my own money and the point is that it doesn't matter like if you make $50,000 a year or $100,000 a year or are working an hourly job that's like only paying you 12 to 15 bucks like it doesn't matter at the end of the day like how much you make it's about how much you save so I know I'm going to sound a little inconsiderate here to some people, but this is the truth. You know, I hate it when my friends constantly talk about being broke. Like, I cannot have another conversation about how broke you are. Like, change the fucking story. I get the fact that you do not have money at this point, but what are you going to do to get money? How are you changing the story? Like... If you keep mentioning the fact that you are broke, you are going to remain broke. I don't, I can't live my life like that. I can't sit there and say, I'm broke, like I'm broke, I can't do this, I can't do that. Yeah, I understand sometimes you have to say no to experiences, you have to say no to eating out, um, or you can't go shopping every day of your life, which you shouldn't, but that's a different story like if you are constantly repeating the words I am broke I cannot do this then in the end of the day you will be broke and you will not enjoy your life so how are you going to change the story because being broke will remain your reality so secondly like 
just be grateful for the fact that you have jo- a job. Like, there's a lot of people out there that have lost their jobs. You know, some people, uh, like, are living off of their savings or unemployment checks, which will eventually run out. So if you have a job and you're constantly talking about how broke you are, maybe it's time to sit down and create that budget that you've been dreading. Log on to your bank account, your Chase app or City app or whatever, and look at those statements and really, I mean, really take a look at your spending habits. Is your money going towards actual bills like rent, utilities, food, etc.? Or are you constantly like online shopping? Are you buying new shoes, a shirt here and there that you probably won't wear? Yeah, take inventory of your spending habits. Like are you going out every weekend and buying a round of shots for like 50 people? Which, by the way, during this time you really shouldn't, you know, surround yourself with a, a room full of 50 people and be like... Stop buying shots for people, especially if you're like, like during COVID, like sit your ass at home. You don't need to be going out to the bar like every fucking weekend. Okay, I know I'm going crazy over here, but I'm trying to make a point. It's time to take inventory of your spending habits. You know, it's it's never easy, but truly the way you're going to get rich or save enough money is to focus on the inflows and outflows of your cash. Once you do that, you'll realize that you're actually making more money than you thought you were. So start saving friends, you know, even if it's $10 a week or $100 a month, it still counts. Now, I'm not going to try to tell you to get all cheap and like not enjoy your life, you know, like just be just be frugal. You know, if you want to buy something or go out to a nice dinner, like me and Alyssa love going out to nice dinners and trying new restaurants and, you know, we just went to RPM Seafood and it was pretty expensive, but we're not doing that every week. You know, it's like maybe once a month, maybe once every other month. Like, it just depends on how much you have and how much you can afford. Um, and trust me, there are times where I, I'm a very outgoing person and I want to be outside all the time. But I learn to just sit at home and watch Netflix all day and maybe, you know, eat chips or I'll, I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just buy Taco Bell for dinner this weekend, you know, which is not bad. I love Taco Bell, but it, it's just be a bit frugal, you know, it, anything counts. And if you want to go out to a nice dinner and you want to take a trip once in a while, or you want to go shopping and treat yourself to that Gucci handbag, if you can afford it or a nice one from Target, because Target has really cute stuff do it, you know, like enjoy your life. You can still have all those nice things and cut back on the silly expenses that you just don't need and won't bring you any pleasure long term. Um, so like one of the easiest things you can do right now, and I mean right now, is like look at your subscriptions. You know, do you have Hulu or Netflix, but you barely watch TV? Like, are you paying an X amount of dollar dollars for your fitness plan that you don't follow? You know, or like a meal plan app, you know, that charges you like 50 bucks a year that you just like don't use that you can cut, you know, you can just get rid of or 
are you on a dating app and not using like the free option but you're upgraded to like a subscription like I don't know is it like ten dollars twenty dollars a month I use the free app I do not upgrade because I am not desperate but like you don't need to you don't need to pay $20 for Bumble a month. I don't know how much it is, but you don't need to. You can deal with the amount of matches they make, they give you per day, and still survive. Like, you don't need Bumble Preferred or whatever it's called. But, like, cut back, you know? Um, are Is your gym membership still active like are they still charging you like 30 bucks a month like at LA Fitness you know and you're not even like going to the gym and you're trying to avoid the gym during COVID like go and cancel that shit or put it on hold I mean lifetime I don't know is that a hundred dollars a month think about how much you could be saving you know and you're not even going to lifetime that's that's a lot of money a hundred dollars that's a lot you know it could be going in your pockets but instead you're making a lifetime corporation rich right now and they know you're not even coming to the gym because we're in, still in the middle of a pandemic so go put your membership on hold or cancel your plan and you know like one thing I stopped doing ASAP was like going to the nail salon once a month yes like I would go once a month and I would treat myself to a manicure and a pedicure and let me tell you, like, back in the days, like, you could get a mani-pedi for $30, and it was super cheap. Nowadays, it's like, you got the no-chip option, you got gel, acrylics, whatever, and your pedicure itself costs you, like, $50, you know? And if you're getting a no-chip manicure, which I do, that's an additional, like, 30 bucks right there. Like, that's $80 on your nails. It went from 30 to 80 bucks, like... That's a $50 difference right there. And you don't need to be spending $80 on your nails every month, you know. So I cut back and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to do my own nails. Or maybe I don't need to grab a Starbucks coffee every every other day. I can make my own coffee at home. You know, these little things like eventually add up. And sooner than later, like you will be thanking me. You will... It, it will be hard in the beginning, trust me, you know, like getting your nails done and keep, you know, being very clean. Like that's, the, I liked, I like that. Like I like being very clean. I like upkeep. But nowadays, like I don't even have nail polish on my fingers, you know, and I still, I do need a pedicure, but hey, I was going to give myself fun at home because it's okay. Like no one's going to see me, my nails during this time and we're we're in fall season you know winter's coming like everyone's gonna be wearing boots anyways no one's gonna check your toenails but um like these little things like these habits these changes I made they eventually added up you know the $80 I was spending on my nails now go into my savings account um and another thing, trends, you know, Instagram, like stop following them. There was this like one quote um, which said, do you want to buy, do you want to look like the person who has like all the brand names? Like let's say the Gucci bag, right? And you know that bag is like very expensive and they have a picture of it. Do you want to be that person or do you want to be... I'm sorry, let me go back. So, like, that person has, like, a picture of the Gucci bag, you know? Like, do you want to be that person with the $500 Gucci bag but only 
$10 in that bag? Or do you want to be that person with the $10 bag from Target or Amazon with $500 cash in your bag? Like, obviously, the latter, right? Like, so trends, like, stop following them. You know, Instagram is notorious. Like, you have a blogger here and there trying to show you all the clothing trends and this and that and you know their looks for less and even the looks for less are like $60 a pop like forget all the trends like you want to be sitting there accumulating your money knowing that you're building your future while the person next to you is you know going to Gucci every weekend and spending their money now like I don't want to compete against that person because I could care less about how you know if I have that Gucci bag or not I used to love shopping and I don't even shop at these brand name stores like I mentioned like I literally go to Target because Target has cute clothes but my thing was like I just needed to stop shopping like overall like I want to be a minimalist you know and one of the things I, I need to do is clean out my closet because I really don't need all these clothes, you know, and you can sell your clothes too. Like there, you can sell them on Amazon, Posh, Market, whatever. Like people buy used clothes and there's nothing wrong with them, you know, if you, as long as you wash them and it's not like terribly like ruined. But the point is like stop following trends, stop shopping every single day and cut back on little things, you know, here and there. Doesn't mean I won't go to Starbucks and grab a cup of coffee. Of course I will. Doesn't mean I won't get my nails done once in a while. Of course I will. Maybe like once every four months, you know, but like I don't need to go every month. And once you like stop doing these things, you will realize how much money you're actually saving. And if you have the option to live at home, especially during this time, like, I know it, it kind of sucks sometimes when you're living with your parents because you can't always have people over like you want to or it's further from the city, but whatever, like use that option, you know, from saving on rent to pay your student loans or your credit card debt, just do it. And also on credit cards, like don't open up any more credit card accounts. Like that is very bad. And the one thing I learned is that having, like, a higher credit limit scares me because, like, then you're more, then you're obligated or you're like, oh, I have this much availability. I can spend up to this much. Yeah, but then you also got to pay that back. So um, just don't open any more accounts if you have that option to do so if you have a lot of credit cards you know start paying it down start with the smallest balance the lowest interest um and once you once you pay the smallest one down that will automatically change your perception into like aha i can do this you know then you start tackling the second smallest credit card like one by one you will pay off your credit card debt and you'll be debt free the goal is to be debt free and to save so finally, when it comes time to budget, you want to write down a list of your expenses. And also, in that list of expenses, you want to add savings as an expense. Because when you get paid, 
the first thing you should do after you pay your rent and your utilities is to pay yourself. Why? Because you earned it. You get to keep your money. You worked hard for it. Your money is yours to keep. Stop giving it away to all these big corporations and for little things. Like if you want to spend money, spend it on experiences, you know, but do that after you pay yourself. So you earned it, you keep it. And realize that saving money is not a game of winning. Like it's not a rat race, you know, like you don't look over to your neighbor and say, oh, that guy is like so much ahead of me and he has so much more safe. Yeah, he started somewhere too, you know, like go at your own own pace, but save. And sooner than later, you will be appalled, like appalled by how much you actually saved. Trust me, you'll look back and say, wow, like I did this and you did. And that's something to be really proud of, you know, be proud of yourself. And a good goal to have is to save at least six times your monthly expenses. So for like six months. Um, so aim for that, you know, and strategize your debt. Like tell yourself if it's a mortgage or a school loan or a car loan or credit card debt, how much will you pay a month or extra on top of your minimum payment or your payment that you're making monthly and pay it down? And just try to save a little bit at the same time. And I know it sounds very hard and very stressful, but you could do it. Trust me. You can do it. Once you write it down on paper and you add savings as an expense, remember what I said. Even if it's $10 a week or $100 a month, it's still something and it's still going to you. And once you do that, you'll be able to follow through. So finally, to end this episode... Um, what I did was ask some down with ladies to share some of their personal experiences um, with finance because, hey, like we're not all perfect. Um, and just because someone looks like they are, you know, put together or, you know, not struggling doesn't mean they haven't struggled and found a way to survive and find means. So um, I am going to share what they sent me and... Um, obviously no names. I'm not going to share who sent this to me, but, um, and they know I'm going to be talking about it. So, um, yeah, here we go. So the first message I received, um, the person said, finance for me is something that I just, be uh, began to get into. For most of my life, our family was poor. Credit card debt was always high. Our house was always going into foreclosure. We never had enough money to make means end. So when I graduated college, I though norm um I thought it was normal to have high credit card debt and would always chase after what could be. I didn't have enough money to make do. I worked two jobs, but somehow racked up $16,000 in credit card debt. This was because I never put myself on a budget. I didn't know a budget was a necessity of life, not even an option. It wasn't two years until two years ago, I started thinking about tackling my debt and investing. It's been two years, and I've gotten my credit card debt down to 9000 
Thankfully, I am able to chip away at it little by little, but I'm still trying to figure out my perfect budget and tweaking myself as I go. I have a spreadsheet now of all my costs and I'm looking to make moves to have cheaper rent. I say no to plans when I can't afford them and I try to stick to my limits like I've lived the fast track to debt life and it has caused me anxiety and my sanity. I wish I had someone in my life who taught me some basic tools to live by. It sure would have helped. Wow. Wasn't that like very powerful, right? Like what this person shared is something that we all go through. Like when she said, I wish someone had taught me some basic tools, you know, and that would have really helped. Like think about it. Like we don't learn this in school. And if we would just try to educate one person, at least one person, you know, this is my passion, but not everybody has this passion, but you know, if I were to help one person or whoever's listening to this podcast episode, if I helped you and after listening to this, you feel a little more inspired to create that budget and you want to run it by me, I can, I can help you, you know, we can make a plan together. Like these are the things that are not taught in school, which I think we really should teach our kids because they're life goals. No one tells you how to live life, how to survive life, you know, and that's, that's the most important thing we should be teaching and learning. So I really hope like this podcast episode has helped you, um, or inspired you to kind of clean up your finances and get your life back on track and just pushed you a little forward and helped you believe in yourself that you can do it. You know, and so another one um, episode that I got, or I'm sorry, a text message I got from another done with lady. I'm going to share their financial experience. So this person wrote, in my early 20s, I made a lot of poor financial decisions. I think many other young people make that I'm still paying for years later. That's true. Like, once you fuck up your finances, like, you don't realize the ripple effect it has. And it causes you to pay for years later, you know? So, she wrote about joint and shared accounts. She said, I made my boyfriend at the time an authorized user on one of my credit cards with the understanding that he would pay me for whatever he spent. When we broke up and he left me, He left me with thousands of dollars of debt, even though he was responsible for more than half of the balance. Yeah, I know a couple other people have gone through similar experiences. Another one she wrote was store credit cards with high APR. APR stands for um, annual percentage rate, I think. Yes, APR, annual percentage rate rate which is your interest interest rate you know on your credit card but um she wrote i applied was approved for a target credit card at first i paid the card off in full each month but eventually i carried too high a balance and ended up getting to a point where i was only paying the minimum which was basically the card's interest fees alone 
Yep, I've been there too. You know, I racked up a lot of debt on my Chase credit card a couple years ago and um, the interest rate or the APR and that was like 16% and I think the minimum payment was like $500, right? So every time I would get paid, I would pay that $500 not knowing that like $345 was going to interest alone. So like I wouldn't, it wasn't easy for me to like pay down the principal balance, you know, and I wasn't really paying down that credit card um, off like I, I would be because I was still paying it, but it was going more towards the interest and fees. So I completely understand the store credit cards and the high APR, and that is something that we should not go for. And I, Anytime a person asks you if you want to open a credit card and you'll save 20% on that, you know, that whatever expense that you're, the stuff that you bought, just say no because it's going to save you 20 years of your life not paying that, you know, that credit card off. Um, (coughs) Excuse me, guys. I'm feeling a little... Um, sick right now but um, the last thing this person wrote was ignoring my student loans post-graduation six months after I graduated the grace period on my student loans ended but I didn't know how to begin paying them when the loan providers started reaching out to me I didn't make enough money to make their payments so I just ignored their calls for a year and a half instead of asking for repayment options this left me with several mispayment hits to my credit report that's completely sunk my credit score. Yeah, that is also um, another big issue that a lot of people face these days, you know, like especially with student loans, like they're just so, school is expensive, you know, and I still, I'm still paying my student loans and um, it's, the interest on those student loans are high and I I think a lot of those educators or the you know the government or even the private loan companies they don't do a good enough job to educate students about their monthly like repayment options and also uh, compare it to like how much the student is making after they graduate and I think this is a big like obviously a, a huge country like system issue right and we need to do a better job to fix it um and it's gonna take a lot to make those changes but um if you have student loans you know like there are a couple options out there uh that do go against like how much like you make and i think the best one out there is because if you want to like be on the fast track to pay down your student loans and get rid of them is to um do like an income based plan like how compared to like how much you make uh per your job and i know a couple of people on that and so like let's say like you know you're only making like 40k right now you're obviously going to pay a very low amount because you have other expenses but as you move along your job and your salaries increase you know like your payment will be adjusted to um, 
your salary increase and that will help you pay down the debt faster um and another thing people do is like refinance their student loans like especially this is like a really good option if you have great credit um there are companies like lending club sofi um that refinance those government loans into private loans um and they give you a fixed uh, monthly payment and a repayment option for like 15 or 20 years and the interest is obviously based on your credit score but I know if you have a good credit score you, you can get um, an interest rate as low as like 3% or 4% which I know over the long haul will save you so much more money uh, than paying the student the government owned loans um, that are charging you like six or seven percent interest so anyways I want to thank those down with ladies for uh, being very vulnerable and open and transparent and just so honest about their you know financial experiences because we all go through those similar experiences and similar things and, and that's one of the things that you have to realize that like you're not alone like everybody struggles financially but what matters is how you can change your life today like starting today what you can do to budget what you can do to uh, pay yourself especially if you have a job and you're making money um, save money um, and you know a year from now you'll look back and you'll be like wow I saved that much like I actually did it you know and that was my personal story. Like, I racked up a lot of credit card debt, and I was paying um, student loans on the, on top of that. Like, but I was in a lot of debt to the point that I couldn't even live by myself. Like, I had to move back home and try to save up enough money just so I can pay off my credit cards because of stupid mistakes or you know the whole one of the ladies shared where she had her boyfriend as an authorized user you know like I've trusted other people with money and um, it, it hadn't turned out so well either so um, I was also in a lot of debt and uh, I was going through a lot of uh, emotions and a time where I was very depressed so also a lot of um, my um, money went towards therapy and healing which I don't really think helped me as I thought um, it would but um, after a while you know I, I had racked up a lot in like healthcare bills and it um, put me back you know it really put me back and it caused me a lot of anxiety and stress and I was at a point where I was just like wow I can't even I can't function like I was asking my brother for money and he's five years younger than me and I just felt so ashamed about myself because I was making good money like I had a good job you know I was still working at the bank but I wasn't saving anything and I was paying a lot in interest rate fees and not really towards the principal balance so um, that was not going down faster and it wasn't until I met somebody uh, who I will say that we are um, le I'm very lucky to have into my life and my family's very lucky to have in their lives as well and she will 
be hosting some personal finance seminars uh, with Don Witt um, in the next couple of months. Um, so that's, that's really exciting, but uh, it was because of her. Um, I changed my life around and I started to think differently about the money I made and I, I gained a lot more confidence in my future and you know started making goals like goals about myself and told myself like hey if I'm going to spend money I'm going to spend money on travel experiences so it was because of her um, a friend that helped me sit down look at my finances get clear about what I really want start saving for my future and uh, here I am today because of her recording um, this podcast episode to inspire you to start making those changes in your life because I believe in you. So with that, um, I am going to conclude today's episode. Thank you so much once again for uh, sitting with me for almost 40 minutes and listening to what I have to say. But I hope you took something away from this episode. And uh, again, if you have any questions, my name is Sarah. Please reach out to me. I am the podcaster for Done With. And so lastly, before I say bye, I'm going to just ask you, are you done with budgeting and personal finance? I sure hope you are. Thank you, guys. You have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is your podcast host, Sarah. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Down With podcast. If you like what we talked about today, give us a shout or make sure to subscribe for future episodes. If you like more information on Down With and upcoming events, make sure to follow and connect with us on Instagram at down underscore underscore with or check us out on our website at down hyphen with.com. The Down With team really appreciates your love and support. Thanks again for tuning in and have a great day. Thank you. Bye.